This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Well, 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 well. Shelby, how you doing? Oh no. <laughs> You've done something today that yeah, we should talk about. Yeah, I really about. fell today. You fell down with your body. I fell down in the in my in the house. I felt the house shake a little bit. I had headphones in, <laughs> not to drag you, but the house shook a little bit from your fall. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, are it we having an earthquake?" It was a big fall. Like it <laughs> it was bigger than most. I you saw I have the new balance board thing in my in my office. Right. And I wasn't on the balance board. But the rolly thing that it sits on, I tripped over and fully fell backwards. And then my back hit my chair. And then, I, and then I really like hit the ground. My leg was like kind of bleeding. I stood up and it's one of those times where you fall and you're by yourself and it hurts worse because you can't laugh. Like you're just kind of like, You could have laughed. No. You could have laughed. You, have to just, you just have to stand up and be like, well, it happened and now I have to move forward like put the next foot in front of the other <laughs> and it hurt so and then i like laid down for a little bit because i was like i'm in pa- i'm in real physical peril something <laughs> so much worse than what happened to you happened to me okay your thing pales in comparison to my thing right so my physical pain and your yeah what? doesn't compare at all to the fact that i had to sleep on the couch last night because i couldn't fall asleep in my bed so you slept on a cush a cush place i fell on a hard ground hit my back on a chair and you're saying that's worse yeah, because your thing was so quick. Mine was sort of an hour, played out over the over hours, and then I couldn't fall asleep because I ate some ice cream and I was watching Swingers with Vince Vaughn. But and we John don't Fever. know how long this will last. I might have lasting physical trauma that will last decades. I might pass this on to my kids. <laughs> Do you think that you're going to pass falling down in your office onto your children? Just so I'm clear on what you think is possible. I'm not saying that I will. I'm saying it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Everybody, we are so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We have an incredible guest today. An incredible guest today. She's an actor. She's a producer. A writer. A director. You know, well, I first knew Zoe Lister Jones, our famous guest today, (laughs) from being in the movie The Other Guys. Okay. But now you might know her from one of her most recent projects. (laughs) We've seen her in SVU. We've seen her in SVU. The Craft Legacy. The Craft Legacy, which she directed. Band-Aid, which she wrote, directed, and started, I believe, all three. Make some noise for (laughs) Zoe (laughs) Lister-Jones. Hi, Zoe. Hi. Did you love that rundown? I was like, I was going to make some noise for myself. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We sometimes will do like a, like, um, we'll go like, yeah. We're scared we're overusing it. Yeah, we think we're overdoing it. But we wanted you to feel like there was like a stadium. Well, I think just make just make some noise and then and then like the deadening <laughs> silence feels right for me. 
It feels on brand. <laughs> it feels like the Zoe Lister Jones experience project. Yeah. yeah. Zoe, Shelby and I met you almost a year ago to the day. Is that true? Wait, it's our anniversary. That's true. Happy, it's almost our anniversary. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. We, we met you at Lyric Hyperion in Los Angeles, California. We were living in Chicago and we came out to do shows. And we and met you were you sat and... behind a couple that could not stop making Did you out. notice them? Wait, what? You were sitting behind a couple. At that show. <laughs> At that show. And they would not stop making out. They're making out the whole show. <laughs> Oh, I vaguely, you know, this is sort of, this is also very on brand for ZLJ that like traumatic experiences or things that like other people find very memorable. I have zero recollection of, I think I just black out, but you were facing them because you were performing Yeah, yes. and I was, I was so engaged by your performances that their, that their oh. sexual <laughs> chemistry meant nothing to me. Every time we looked out into the audience from backstage, from onstage, it was just two people who were so close to having sex. It was, it was unbelievable, really. It's so exciting. Remember those days? And we were also yeah. worried about you. We were like, they're making out in front of Zoe Lister Jones. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do this to her. <laughs> but they could and they she did. She doesn't deserve this. But they could and they did and you didn't even care. And you I didn't even care. If people are interested in foreplay around me i'm i co-sign 100 percent. like it's and if they are willing to do it in front of me in a public setting where there's performances involved from other people i think it's cool well love is the greatest performance of all <laughs> love is the greatest performance of all and it's all a lie um yeah. Yeah, and Phoebe Phoebe wow. Bridgers um, performed also at that show, which is why I was there. I mean, I was also there for you, but I, I came as no, her no, guest, no, no, no. and and um and and that is also. I mean, how could you not make out um, at a Phoebe show? At a Phoebe show, yeah. If you That's got the if you got for. the opportunity to do it, I was looking for someone around me. And I do think of that show as a Phoebe Bridgers show because I remember asking Phoebe to do it and saying, "You probably can't and shouldn't do this show." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, no, I will. <laughs> yeah. So down. It was, it was a, that was, that night was a blast, but that's when we met you and it's been almost a year. How has your life been since then globally? Oh my God. Incredible. Perfect year. Yeah. What a year. Uh, no complaints. Like just like wouldn't do anything differently. Um, just vibes. Yeah. Just good vibes all around. It feels like as a, as a collective, just everyone's sort of like, yeah, vibing in such a great way. Um, <laughs> You know, my year has been um, like the trash fire that everyone else's has been. I obviously like hashtag blessed, grateful for all the things that I do have, but um, and that I and that I have had like the luxury of being able to be like creative this year and and mm -hmm. um, self reflective and depressed. You know, all those luxuries to be more depressed. You made a movie. Didn't you made you? a fucking movie. <laughs> I did. Well, I I finished the craft legacy. Uh, in quarantine and then released that in quarantine. And at the same time, I also shot a movie, um, which is now going to premiere at Sundance, which is awesome. We've heard and We've we're heard and clamoring. <laughs> we're dying to see. <laughs> we were talking about it before you got on. Um, and that's called How It Ends, correct? Yes. That's okay. so exciting. That's so exciting. It's very exciting. How has that process been for you creatively to make, to make, to put out two movies during this. I mean, are you okay? 
<laughs> We're just you checking okay? in. Yeah. Um, a year into this friendship, we just want to say. Are you good? Are you good? <laughs> um, thank you so much. And this, these are my favorite types of friendships. They're just like sort of just a yearly check-in. It's sort of like a doctor's visit. Um, yeah. Very clinical, sterile. Very, very and clinical. it's good because this is right after New Year's. So we yeah. just always get to be like, all right, recap it for us. Like, yeah. <laughs> what went on? You've just reflected. Yeah. I mean, it was helpful, like, to ha- to be creative. For me in this time, I, like, um, was processing all of my emotions through, especially how it ends. Like, it's a movie that takes place on the last day on Earth. And so there's, it's, like, it's not... Um, centered in a, in the pandemic, but it's sort of pandemic adjacent. So it was a way for me both as like a writer and a director and an actor to be like dealing with all of those feelings through the work. Um, but, uh, but it was also like, you know, overwhelming. Uh, and, and there were many days that I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, you know, because just like every day is a winding road, as Elvis Presley said. And um, so uh, just kidding. It's, it's so Crow. interesting. It's Cheryl that, Crow. It's Cheryl I was going to say, Zoe pulled Elvis and we both pulled Cheryl Crow. <laughs> but wouldn't that be amazing if I was like the person who had that like deep cut that that's actually an Elvis Presley original that Cheryl covered? <laughs> Cheryl that's not true. He, he oh, I was going to say, I thought that was true. I just took you, honestly... I really believed you. You, I know. I, you could lead me down any road. You could say anything to Caleb right now and he'll believe you. <laughs> yeah. I, like, just now, I was like, the power cool, that you that. hold with this man. I, I won an Oscar in 2020. Oh my God. She's yeah. manifesting. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I won it. I'm manifesting the, the past. Posthumous. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't know how time is a concept. That's true. It is. A, it you is. said nothing to say that time is a concept. I said a lot in the time is a construct. <laughs> it's yeah. also a concept. It's not. It's not tangible. It's just a concept. Everything's a concept. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. actually a philosopher. Yeah. Look, Zoe, we didn't bring you here to watch us fight. We brought you here for something so much more important than that. We will fight inevitably because we're mortal enemies. Even though people online think we're dating, which. <laughs> Could not be worse for me, by the way. It's fine for me. I think it's funny. <laughs> I am already up against so much. <laughs> can't, heterosexuality can't be a part of my story uh, yeah, again. People, people really think Caleb and I be kissing. <laughs> anyway, what we brought you here for is we wanted to ask you, if you had your own golden record to represent humanity, your view on the world, what would you put on it? Well, I prepared a list. <laughs> Like all good guests. Like all good guests. The first thing on my golden record is um, Liz Fair's album, Exile in Guyville, which um, was seminal for me as a, a too young woman to be listening to like songs titled Fuck and Run and stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember when that song, like, I think I was like 11 when, and, uh, and, I just, there was a song on that album too called Flower that the lyrics are, um, they begin with. Every time I see your face, I get all wet between my legs. I want to fuck you like a dog. I'll take you home and make you like it. And I learned every single (laughs) lyric. Um, and Not I mean, you knowing and, that at 11. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes. At 11 in Brooklyn, just like rattling it off, like in the shower. 
having it stuck in your head kind of sitting <gasps> at the dinner table yes kind of like what's going on over there well my mom bought the cassette like that's right. how I got it because my mom is like cool um she's not like cool she is cool um <laughs> and and so like it was a shared it was a shared album that she was like I don't think we should be sharing this and I was like I do because I want to fuck somebody uh Soon. someday and I <laughs> and then I'll run or they'll run I'm not sure who's running but I know that this is part of the concept of fucking <laughs> Part of uh, fucking run that sticks with me most, and I want to know if you were feeling this part a lot at age 11. There's a part of the song where she just says a couple times in a row, I want a boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> over and over. Did that speak to you? That's that spoke to me deeply. Yeah. <laughs> because and it still does. You know what I mean? Like that's just like that's an anthem for the ages. Even if you have a boyfriend, you still want one. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you're never not yeah. wanting um a boyfriend. And and like that whole album because I hadn't I mean, my parents had split up when I was 9. So I, like I understood that heartbreak and like relationships were terrible and um and that like the life ahead would be uh, just ter- terribly disappointing and traumatizing when it came to love and intimacy. But this, <laughs> but this album really like nailed that in for me. So that was helpful to just be like um, to have to be so hopeless at such a young age. What's crazy to me about this album, and I didn't know this. I I listened to the album in the past, but I didn't know this until today. Was that it's an a song-by-song response to a Rolling Stones album. Yeah, Exile on Main Street. That's crazy, especially because it stands on its own so much. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a concept album. Ooh. Much like time. Like time is a concept. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Time is a concept. Yeah. And I went and saw Liz Fair with my girlfriends like when I was, I think, 12. And, And... Again, I've blacked out so much of my childhood and also last year. Um, but the like, I remember us trying to go meet her backstage, and I think she did like walk out of the dressing room, and it was obviously so exciting that I have just a vague memory of it. <laughs> um, but she was she was like such a um, yeah a revolutionary new artist i think for so many people she like spawn i think she spawned so many careers and isn't given a ton of credit would you say she's the blueprint hey would you? i might hey i might she could be the blueprint i might i mean i think so many people when you're like 11 12 13 you latch on to things that are helping you process whatever you're going through your parents splitting up or <laughs> being in the closet for some people never for me mm-hmm. i was always gay <laughs> but like whatever you're dealing with that age you latch on to some piece of media and you're like this is who i am the yeah. sad thing for me is that i latched on to pink's um family portrait <laughs> a harrowing tale about a terrible divorce my parents did split up but it was like so amicable they still travel together like they're fine no but i yeah i was they're sitting like in my yeah they're like very close but That's i'm amazing. sitting in my room being like in this family but and they're like we're good like what's wrong with you and i'm sobbing just being like daddy please don't leave like the lyrics of that song i latched onto and was like this is my story and it couldn't be less true if my parents like were to really sit down and like ask me about it i would have been like oh it's just like 
I don't know, I guess like <laughs> something to be upset about. I don't I don't know. I just like it feels yeah. right. Well you're and looking really for drama. Good. Yeah. We still are, but at that age is <laughs> I famously uh <laughs> told my seventh grade teacher that my parents were getting divorced and they had not separated yet. <laughs> oh my and god, you manifested he was like, it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, You can't say that if it's not true. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I just like sense it. I think I think we all kind of know the vibe in the house. And and he was like, Don't and then a year later they separated <gasps> and I walked through the halls with Nostradamus like, vibes. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walked through the halls like they are divorcing. <laughs> so That's stupid. amazing. Did you have friends yes. who whose parents were divorced? Like I didn't I feel like at I didn't have a lot of friends whose parents were divorced. So there was more shame around mine. But like with braces, for example, which other people thought were like, you know, the worst. Like I didn't have braces and I wanted them so bad. I feel like if like if cool kids' parents are divorced and you're like, yeah, mine are too. <laughs> you know. I never wanted braces, but I, I did really want um a retainer so badly. Oh, so bad. How you could like, like play with it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to put fruit roll-ups on the roof of my mouth and just be like, this is my retainer. <laughs> wow. So you were pathological as a child is kind of what we're getting yeah. to. Yes. I get, well, I never told people it was a retainer, but it was like for me. Right. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> Which I guess sweet. is pathological. <laughs> I was like, this is just for me to know. Like I, if I need a retainer, I can make one for myself. Zoe, um, did you ever get your parents in trouble at school in any way? Like by telling lies about them? <laughs> no, I didn't ever get my parents in trouble. No, my parents were always like cooler than me. So I was like the narc. Oh, you were a little cop child. I was, the narc. Detective. I was the narc kid. <laughs> you're sitting mm-hmm. here walking around the house being like, wrong. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I like started a curse jar, a swear jar. Zoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legit. Did they abide? Yeah, I mean, kind of. And they were like, ugh, you're so lame. Like, they were just always like, <laughs> what is happening? My mom was always like, you're going to become an Orthodox Jew, like, as your rebellion. <laughs> because there was nowhere else for me to go. You know, like, I couldn't do anything to be bad. <laughs> I cannot imagine you walking around the house as a child and being like, me thinks I heard a cuss word. <laughs> That one will be five dollars. And then, like That's in the so shower, lame. I'm like, I'm gonna take you home and fuck you like a dog. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, the, the the dichotomy. Yeah. Well, this I think that the swear jar was like young. You know, it was like right. and, you know, I was a young hustler. You know, I was looking to make some. I was looking to make some bank, and my parents were cussing constantly. Um, <laughs> famously, my mom says that like my first sentence was, "Mommy, that asshole took our parking spot." Ugh. That's adorable. You want your kids. You want your kids to have moments like that. Yeah. I, really do. I hope my kids are almost explicitly cursing until they're like ten. My mom uh, took our PlayStation from us once, which I filed in my brain as abuse. <laughs> and I went to school and told my teacher that we were being abused. No. <laughs> no. And they, uh, the next like period, my brother and I were called to the principal's office, and there were people from the state there to talk to us. No. Like. Like <laughs> division of child services, and they were like, "So we got a complaint," and I was like, "Yes, we're being abused." And they were like, "Can you describe it to us?" And I was like, "And I told them I was like, we didn't do anything. She took the PlayStation away. Now we're not allowed to play." And they were like, "And then she hit you," and I was like, "No, <laughs> no, there was a game. I wanted to play it. I can't. And I was not allowed. 
I can't. I had nothing to do. I was bored for hours. So my mom, who was working three jobs and raising oh my brother my and I God. by herself, got called out of work to come and get us. And I can't. My mom's very chill. She was not happy. Yeah. She was like, now I'm going to physically abuse you. Yeah. She was like, well, your story is about to become true, babe. She was like, ever heard of the boy who cried wolf? You're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> You're about to get clapped. Oh, my God. Wow. But this isn't about me. It's not about me, Zoe. It's about the next thing on your records. Okay, the next thing on my records, chicken. Ooh, <laughs> you're saying something with that one. Go yeah, on. Yeah, period. Say more. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Um, you we'll know, just move on. I, I would say that this is just very personal for me. Um, I love chicken. <laughs> you're speaking to someone who loves it. Caleb is a, a chicken. <sighs> Fanatic. I will eat an entire rotisserie chicken by myself in one sitting. Yes. <laughs> and I'll do it happily. Yeah. You open the rotisserie chicken. You take mm. off the top or whatever. You take it out of the bag. You can't. I don't know if you're this bad about it. You can't even get it cut and put on a plate. You're like eating it as you take it apart. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> because you want to also, you want to eat it while it's still hot with the skin on it. You know, the skin, the skin's so good. I like on set. It's embarrassing, but I, I am like, I will, uh, I'll eat like a full chicken, like at monitor. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's what she has to do to make it through the day. And, um, the industry needs more people. And like that's you. my legacy. <laughs> and, and I will say, you know, factory farming is terrible. <laughs> um, I eat organic rotisserie chickens. I, I hope that they're pasture raised. But I got it. I, 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 I'm an O blood type. I can't be vegetarian. I've tried. So <laughs> this is it for me. Chicken. Now you're talking, you're really talking Caleb's language. Zoe. Caleb started uh, the year saying, I'm going to be a vegetarian in the new year. I am a vegetarian. So us, listen, yeah. I understand the chicken okay. thing. I like imitation chicken. I understand it's not mm, the same. I'm no. not going to fight you on it because I agree with you. I know where I Thank stand, you. which is that I'm having sort of the second rate citizen of yes. chicken yeah but it gets me by i've been a vegetarian since i was nine i'm wow it, i don't thank you wow you don't know how bad she needed that zoe thank you for saying wow yeah wow. <laughs> wow uh my mom is so it was uh, kind of easy right but um i take it back <laughs> thank you actually my mom well my mom once got a parasite gross and it took so much out of her that when she woke up in the night, she's been a vegetarian since she was 14. She woke up in the middle of the night. My brother had a bucket of KFC in the kitchen. She hasn't had meat since she was 14. And she ate the whole bucket <gasps> and went back to bed. And she was like, I was in a fugue state. I don't remember deciding to do it. I don't think I had control over myself. She was like, I just went in there, saw it. And my body was like, need have, have. Yeah. She just took it all in. That's how yeah. Zoe and I live every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parasite or not. <laughs> We're in a fugue um, chicken state. <laughs> We're yeah. digging into rotisseries at the camera. <laughs> but Caleb said he was going to be a vegetarian to start the new year. Ugh. And it was never permanent. It was always just a little test. Right. A phase. But then he was like, he comes into my room. He says, listen. Zoe, mind you, before she tells you this, I made it 11 full days. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he needed that. Speaking yeah. of who, who needs what, he needed that. So he comes into my room. He says, listen. I ordered chicken, but that's okay. I know myself. I need to be able to have these little cheats. Yeah. In order to make it. And he said, so 
I'm going to have chicken tonight. Good. But you have to hold me accountable. I can only have one meat meal a week. And I, I said, like this. Okay. You'll have to tell me that you're doing that because that's the only way I can hold you accountable. Next day comes into my room. Would you like to go on a drive with me? I said, where are we going? He says, to pick up food. Is that we don't want to know this? Is that we turn off your headphones? I said, okay. what did you order? And he said, well, I'm not are strong. you going to come for the drive? And I said, where are we going? And he said, I ordered chicken again. I needed chicken. I love and it. And he said, I had a hard day. And if I don't let myself have chicken today, I'll never keep up with this. You know what? And he knows himself. Kind of the vibe. Zoe, tell me, tell me you understand what I'm going through. <laughs> tell me that you feel this way. 100%. No one's making him do this. It's his choice. 100%. And every, and every day I ate a lentil, I was, <laughs> I felt a small part of me die. And how many um, lentils were you having? I just one a day. Just, just one, one a day. One um, that's why it didn't work. That's why I was, was so yeah, hungry. I had to go back to chicken. I was like, this is what vegetarianism is, right? Um, I was eating so many fucking lentils. I was eating so many chickpeas. I was eating so many, like, just terribly gaseous foods. <laughs> just like, and I was so, I was so, like, dissatisfied. And then I feel like my hair started falling out. We can get deep about this. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's Your over. hair started Your falling, falling out? out. If my yeah. hair fell out at any point in this process, I would have quit. It yeah. would have taken very little for me to quit. Okay, this is important logistically. You're going to put chicken on your golden records. Are you going to put on for the aliens to see the fact that we ate chicken, like the like record <laughs> of us eating chicken, or are you going to send them chicken for them to eat? No, I want them to have a hot rotisserie chicken. A yes. hot rotisserie. Okay. I love that. Is there any kind of seasoning? Like, do you do like the rosemary one or just any rotisserie chicken? I, I just do the plain salt and pepper. There she is. That's mm-hmm. iconic. Um, and oftentimes I feel like those rotisserie chickens have been sitting out days um, in these supermarkets <laughs> and it has never stopped me. No, because it can't. You have no. to be in courageous pursuit of the things that make you feel alive. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. Okay. Chicken. What, okay. what else would you put on your record? Up next is I May Destroy You. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which if we want to talk about 2020, it's like that show was 2020. I mean, like that, like that, uh, that was the greatest piece of like cultural ingestion. I feel like that I partook in, in 2020 (laughs) and also like brought up so many just like important questions around consent that like. I don't know. I'm just so grateful to Michaela Cole for like being on this planet, but also for like creating something that would open up those questions for so many people watching it. And, and like, I feel like I've like done a lot of, I don't know, ruminating on consent. We sort of all have, especially in like post me two times. And I feel like she was bringing shit up that hadn't even really faced yet. Yeah. Um, for myself and also like tonally to be able to do that in sort of a comedy and like in a way that was so like stylistically bold and cool and she's so fucking good in it. I'm just, and then she fired her whole team. I'm just like, yes, Michaela Cole 2020 energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's brilliant. Like truly in every sense of the word, brilliant. Yeah. Well, the the show is also a, like, 
a feat. Like she, I was reading that she wrote 191 drafts of it. No. Yes. <laughs> she wrote 191 drafts of it. And it manages to be, like you said, a comedy, but also she directs stars. She wrote yeah. it without a room. She, she tackles these issues that like everyone right now is thinking about. And every like, you know, uh, entertainment suit person in the world right now is like, we need a project about the me too era or whatever yeah. they do. And she did it and she did yeah. it better than anybody. Right. Yeah. And like completely on her own terms, which is so hard to do. Um, yeah. And then just like, yeah, just fucking fired her team. And it's just like, I'm a, I'm a free agent, you know, like <laughs> come get me. Hell yeah. What do you want the aliens? Uh, and this is kind of a big question, Zoe, but what do you <laughs> want the aliens most to take from it? Like you, if, if I'm an alien family and I just watched or group of friends, whatever alien group. And I just watched, <laughs> uh, Zoe's on Zoe's recommendation. I may destroy you. Mm-hmm. What do you want them to walk away from it with? Um, I feel like the aliens should know sort of like about the reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I would like for them to know about the reckoning and then to sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, take it forth into other realms (laughs) and not need to have one in the (laughs) first place. Right. (laughs) Then then avoid it, avoid it this time. Yeah. Maybe in other realms, there is no reckoning because, um, you know, they're like, they're like goddess worshiping elsewhere. And we are just, we just fucked up at the, at the beginning of time. I hope. Um, (laughs) yeah, but no, yeah, I guess that. And also to just, um, I, I don't know, I guess to see like also just, I want them to to uh, to see like what entertainment should look like. I want them to see the yeah. the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? While they're eating that chicken, to have something to really yeah, have something to really sink their teeth sink into their and teeth their into metaphorical teeth into yeah. Or if they don't have teeth, like they're just putting whatever they have to put it on their skin, and Inhaling then it sort of like <laughs> it disintegrates into them. it disintegrates it in. into their skin. Yeah. yeah. She said something, this is just a quote that I read about it, and it, like, is so gorgeous to me. But she said, if you're alive to reflect on a dark time and keep returning there, it means you survived it and can keep going there until you've got what you need from returning. And that's what she says about the show. Mm, Isn't that, like, she's doing interviews that are more beautiful than anything I've ever spent hours writing. Yeah. is that about? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that is, like, the thing about that show and her being like in every cell of it, of its like creation and execution is like um, to create something that's so personal and, uh-huh. um, and also so difficult. Like that idea of having to like sit in the discomfort until you're like comfortable <laughs> in it <laughs> is so profound and is obviously so resonant to right now. And she is such an amazing example of of what that looks like and how to do it successfully she's unreal unreal before I think we th- we have to take a, a break, break. <laughs> we have to take a quick break and we'll be right back with zoe lister jones all right we're back um zoe what is the next thing that you would put on your record uh, the next thing on my record is mask fashion. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you doing it? Do you think you're pulling it off in a big way? Obviously, yes. Every day. <laughs> yes. Iconic. Uh, but, I th- but I'm not doing it in the way that 
other people. I feel like Busy Phillips is highly committed to mask fashion. You know what I mean? And that is like, and I watch that and I'm like, all right, I see like gauntlet, gauntlet (laughs) thrown. Um, But I did my own part. I've, I've like bought some matching mask dress looks. Yes. I have a matching okay. mask bucket hat look. Whoa. Okay, Is it attached it. or separate? No, it should be attached. Why can't we'll 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 it be we'll <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be complicated if it was. I'm just trying to picture it. We'll cut that part. Don't worry. We'll, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like snake skin. It's like a snakeskin oh. pattern, not actual snakeskin, but it's like a snakeskin pattern bucket hat and then snakeskin pattern mask. I I'm glad it's br- not real snakeskin, not because of the way I feel about snakes, <laughs> which is that they should all be dead, but because putting snakeskin on your mouth feels <laughs> disgusting. Sexual. Feels sex. Oh, yeah, you, oh that's, that's where you were going? Oh, okay. okay. Different for um, you guys? Different for you guys? Guess, you know, it can be both ways. <laughs> yeah. It feels sensual to, to me to have like dead sandpaper animal skin <laughs> on my mouth. Nothing gets um, Zoe going quite like the idea of a carcass <laughs> on her lips. <laughs> I mean, I'm no army hammer, but um, <laughs> anyway, that's you, really okay. I, 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 army hammers cannibalism did not. I hadn't fully processed it when I made this list, and I think it should be an addendum that the aliens are going to have to <laughs> process that. If we had to cope with it, they have to cope with yeah, it. Honestly, truly. Yeah. Because 2021's shot now already with this cannibalism, yeah. this Army Hammer because cannibalism now thing. We know that sort of someone a lot of people wanted to sleep with is like cutting off toes for eating. Daddy needs to drink their blood. <laughs> <laughs> Back to mask fashion. Did you see okay. Lana Del Rey's like lace mask? No. She but. wore a mask that was... <laughs> but it's not sounding right. It's not, it's not looking correct. That couldn't stop anything. It no. Couldn't stop. It couldn't stay. It almost would make more water. Yeah, <laughs> it's like asking. It, it yeah. would make more. It blew my mind. I mean, she blows my mind, but that really blew my mind. She does, yeah. I mean, yeah, like people... Like, um, the masks that have, um, like mesh so you can see the mouth. I saw a lady walking down the street with that the other day <laughs> and so I was like, it, it looks, it, <laughs> I don't want to see your mouth. You know, like her mouth was mm. not a selling point of her face. I, right. I think she was, she was better <laughs> and that's off important the to other know way. Yeah. Within yourself. Yeah. Some people are really harmed by masks and I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Because mm-hmm. I have amazing lips, cute dimples, and a cute little nose. <laughs> All right. so I'm being destroyed by masks. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I got I got a tooth gem, um, and that okay. gorgeous. No, and nobody. Yeah, I was waiting. For, I, I I sort of like took a pregnant pause there to. I was waiting you said, for you said, well, I, I got a tooth gym. I was going to ask a you a wow, question about it, wow, but I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. Thank you. Yeah, because I sort of ended on an upward inflection, but that was sort of me being like, anyway, I got a tooth gym. You guys want to... Wow! Oh my God! Thank you. Nobody's doing it like her. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, and nobody can see it because of my mask. <sighs> yeah. Is I it on right now? Teeth. You got what? <laughs> Wait, you need to... 
I, let, let's break down what just happened. I said, is your tooth gym on right now? And Shelby said, I got new teeth. <laughs> Which isn't true. It is true. At the beginning of quarantine, I got my permanent teeth. Wait, this happened in quarantine? <laughs> yeah. My teeth have not gotten their due. They're new. Wow. Shelby okay. fucked up her mouth I knocked out my teeth from falling. And oh, my. So this is a recurring thing. <laughs> you have a you have tough, tough balance. Yeah. Oh, no. And you knocked your teeth <laughs> out? Canceled. Yeah. Oh. Kind of a bummer. But um, for like a year and a half, I had temporary teeth and then i got permanent teeth and then immediately they were like cover those up bitch <laughs> so, but that's sort of exciting because then it's like they they get a real premiere once we're yeah, out i'm quarantine. really getting to know them before anyone else does. yeah and by, qu- by quarantine ends you could have a tooth gem on each of your new teeth on each t- oh I, so are those i have a question about them because i've been wondering are the how does that work how do they put it in how do, does it ever yeah. come off are they permanent it's braces glue it stays on for a year and it does it so you don't have to like take it out and put it back in um and it's really just for do me do you like it i know lo- i, I love it it makes okay. me it, it gives me like so much um excitement by myself every day you know, <laughs> they're gorgeous, but I worry that I would be constantly like picking at it with my tongue. Like, get off there. Well, it's the new sort of retainer snap, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. should I get one? Yeah. <laughs> Famously, I love a retainer. Yeah. Wait, should we all get bedazzled retainers? All three of us? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. Wait, yes. what were we talking about, though? Oh, mask fashion. Yes. Men aren't doing it. Per you, per everything, men are behind. Ben Affleck is. Ugh. Is he? He's doing it in the way that he's so consciously not doing <laughs> it that in a way that's fascinating. Ben Affleck, I, I feel like now I'm like, ugh, I don't want to wear a mask. No. Ben Affleck, ben Affleck is doing it. <laughs> no, he's doing it in a way that is so truly wrong <laughs> yeah. that it's fashion. You know, like how sometimes a runway you're like, who would wear that? And then you're like, like what's he wearing? He puts it just right here and smokes under his mask. Oh, perfect. That's so Affleck. <laughs> That's perfectly Affleck. And he like, drinks his coffee under it. And so every picture of him in a mask has it covering just his nostrils. And it's like oh tucked up. Oh, my God. And it's not even pulled down like everyone else is doing it. It's pulled up so that he can. Sm- and to me, that is men's fashion. <laughs> that is men's mask fashion. Thank yeah. you. In that it doesn't exist. <laughs> or that it exi- like really does. <laughs> it's all utility. It's all utility. Yeah. yeah. No I, form. There's a picture of him doing that and I stared at it for so long and people were like sharing it being like, he's so hot. And I was like, under what circumstance? I, this couldn't be oh, less hot to God. me. <laughs> oh God. Cis straight women. What are we doing? <laughs> Get it together. Um, yeah, no, every like uh, quarantine date that I see on the street, which I want to like, I like slow my walk, you know, obviously, um, yeah. keep my six feet, but I want to know more about what's happening. Um, and, and almost everyone, the man's not wearing a mask. The woman is because it is like, it's a, if I feel like men don't think it's masculine or sexy, um, and that's just plain wrong. Yeah, it's it is so wrong. sexy to wear a yeah. mask. We take a really hard stance on this podcast that masks are sexy. 
Yeah. They are sexy, Hot. and that's why I wanted to talk about mask fashion. But I think that male mask fashion is really the thing that we should be focusing on because... Yeah, we should be pushing that more, harder. Yeah. Like, what does a man need for it to feel se- sexy? You need it to say, like, you know how there's men's body wash that's, like, smells like like garbage or something? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it'll be, like, so, so stinky, it really, you'll still smell yeah. like a man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You need that It's, like, musk. Energy. Men's yeah. musk. <laughs> They're, like, smells like sweat. You're, like, what's yeah. up? Like, this is soap. <laughs> but they, you know, men want to smell bad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I won't take that. I won't take that for gay men. I'm terrified that if we encourage straight men to get into mask fashion, like too quickly, we're going to see a navy pinstripe. Straight men can't not help themselves. They'll put a pinstripe on anything. They think a pinstripe is like the pinnacle of trying, and it's bad. If that's what it takes. (laughs) You're willing to have that happen, Zoe? Yes. I wouldn't. I would extend the pandemic for three years to not see pinstripe. Um, do you think if like preppy boys weren't so conservative that they weren't wearing masks, they would wear seersucker masks? Ooh. Yeah. Can I say something brave? He doesn't know what seersucker is. No, I absolutely do. And it would be so hot to me. (laughs) If I I know what seersucker is because I know who hot guys are. And so (laughs) Look, he's like, they're in the local acapella group. Ever been to a barbershop? <laughs> that quartet? <laughs> Some hot guys with mostly bad politics wear seersucker and it yeah, it's done it's done it for me before. <laughs> Caleb wants a boy. But don't you think there's a, also the a contingent of like Dallas gay men who are seersuckering? Yeah. Like there's like, I feel like that's like a movement. <laughs> Dallas gay men. <laughs> Dallas gay men, say more about the, about the Dallas gay scene cuz I feel like you have insight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm projecting only about like I just I just am like envisioning like a seersucker short with like a sh- yeah. a, so- a sockless van, um, yeah. <laughs> and they're like they're like in like um, Provincetown for the summer, but they but they live in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. wow. Tough. I also want to say <laughs> there is one gay man in the world that met Zoe Lister Jones in Provincetown. <laughs> is listening to this podcast and going not that (laughs) absolutely correct yeah he said i hope he's a listener we were singing live karaoke what's your karaoke song go to oh you know you know what's funny is like i do like to sing but i will not sing karaoke um ever (laughs) you're too you're too good you're too good for it you would never bless the audience gotta gotta pay for it no it's more that i just like i'm too i feel too embarrassed i like get very shy but you do them on your on my gram i know but that's like but then i get to like choose the the take you know what i mean like yeah i'm too much of a perfectionist and i'm too insecure about like i don't feel that i'm a real singer so i like to be in control you're not just going to give your voice over to a moment (laughs) and and not have any kind of control well because also a lot of the songs that i would like to sing i can't really sing like i would like to sing what's love got to do with it at karaoke i've tried (laughs) it's not it's not pretty well i i don't know whose range that is Tina's. Like, only. Exclusively. Yeah, exactly. Anyone else gets up to do that and they're not hitting it right, you know? Unless you fully change key. Yeah, which is hard because you got those backing vocals and the backing track, <laughs> yeah. which I don't like. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. What's your go-to? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm always trying to sing, number one, with somebody else. I'm always trying to karaoke a sure. duet. Because I'm like, if I get up there, I'm going to... Here's what it is. I want to be a good singer so bad, and I'm just not there. If I get up to karaoke alone, I'm going to try too hard and look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> So I got to go up with a friend. Sure. And I'm trying to do All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Okay. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I will usually veer pop punk because then I don't have to worry about sounding good. Mm. How sound are you? Like a, you're just whining. <laughs> you will sound the, the most like the song, the worse you sound. So you can just be like, oh, I'm actually just doing a bit and I'm trying really hard to sound like the song. <laughs> and I so like, you're like that. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. And people are like, wait sorry. a second. She's nailing this. <laughs> um, I once went on a date and it was really bad. And we won't get into the whole story of the date, but he, I went to the bathroom. He took me to a karaoke bar. Bad. And he, wow. um, I went to the bathroom to call a friend to see how I could get out of this, the rest of this date. And I got out of the bathroom and he had paid the DJ to uh, put me on next. And he picked the song and I'd never heard it before. (laughs) And I got, uh, I didn't really think I had a choice in hindsight. I did, but I was 21 and I was like, I guess I just have to do it. Like there's no choice. Like he paid $5. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, he paid for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Aww. I got up and tried to sing a song I had what never was heard it? before. It was r- worst thing possible. It was rap. And I was sitting there just being <gasps> like, I couldn't keep up with the thing. Oh, I didn't no. know what was happening. And this girl in the f- who was dancing to the whole time that I was singing, which was really nice of her, goes, <laughs> you did a really good job. And I was Aww. like, you deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, my God. That's You're like, do you so want to go nice. on a date with me tonight? <laughs> yeah, um. I, was like, I was like, great. What are you doing later? Like, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get out of this thing. <laughs> Wow. But I'm sorry, Zoe. I cut you off with that question. You were going to tell us more about your record. I'm so rude. Okay. My next, the, the, the last and final, um, thing on my record is JLo's lighting package. Wow. What do you mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. What do you mean is, um, work entitled my memoir. Um, <laughs> I would buy that. That'd be hot. Yeah. Look into it. Wow, exclamation point. What do you mean? <laughs> what um, do you mean? <laughs> it's wow on the upper left. What do you yeah. mean is at the bottom right? Smaller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> J-Lo is, to me, she's the most beautiful woman alive to me. <laughs> Correct. And I'm wowed. No, what do you mean? Like wowed <laughs> by her just radiance, beauty, skin, everything. It's aspirational. I've also been told that she obviously comes with her own lighting package when she's on camera. And that is not like shade. Like that is, yes, that's what everyone should do. She posts pictures of herself without a lighting package. She's still beautiful. But I just love that. I love, um, that's what, that's, that's me. I want that for myself. I want to be a person who comes with a lighting package. Well, yeah. whatever one she has is working. She's always like glowing. Stunning. She's, she's not just pretty, she's not just beautiful. Stunning. She's glowing. <laughs> yes. I've watched every single one of her reality ventures. I watched all of her American Idol. I've watched all of World of Dance. Um, and I just I watch it for her skin. <laughs> Speaking of Army Hammer, he just backed out of that movie with her. And it and I wonder what? 
I mean, backed out of that movie. Right. Like, yeah. He just got, okay. But right. He's not in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you believe that he almost got a bite out of J-Lo's skin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, he almost he, got a little bit of J-Lo. He almost a got little. a taste and got paid to do it. <laughs> if there was anybody whose blood I would want, it would be hers. Yeah, yeah, we can all get on board with that. <laughs> like a full J Lo transfusion. <laughs> no, no, we don't want it for her. We don't want it for anybody. No, daddy, Zoe, no. You could have the Zoe Lister Jones lighting package. That's we'll, right. Like, consult we'll invest. With some people. Yeah, we'll be a part of the venture. I mean, at this moment, it's just it's a ring light, um, and that is. But I think that you know soon that it'll be sort of like multi pronged, and there'll be a crew. And if you guys want to be a part of that, um, we do. Exp- I want that experience. Yeah. I want to hold a mic or like uh, one of those white sheets know. they I, hold so yeah. the light goes where a it's supposed to. Like a board. bounce board. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. Yeah, we'll do those. Um, I'll help, you know, just like when you extend the poles and whatever. I'm good with whatever job. I'm pretty handy. Caitlin Great. Oh, very. She's very handy. Yeah. <laughs> I can do some stuff. The other day Great. I fixed a drawer. Wow. So are That's we hired? very impressive. So you're hired. Thank you. Um, and I actually want to return to wow, what do you mean? Is that wow, what do you mean is actually what I feel about JLo's lighting package? Because it clearly was like, when I heard it, I was like, tell me more. What do I need to acquire? And, and how many people will be there with me? Clearly we have two. At least. Um, and we yeah. can recruit some friends. This is going to be a Forrest Gump running through the desert situation by the time we're done. And it's just going to be you extremely well lit with a bunch of us behind you running with cameras. Yeah. <laughs> we will help. <laughs> we will do anything <laughs> to get that uh, lighting right. I want the aliens to know that regardless of the lighting package, but I want them to know that there are ways that, you know, that, <laughs> that it can be enhanced as well. That that is, yeah. a, that that's a possibility it, for us all. Do you want it to be like lights off first when they open it and then uh-huh. turn the lights on the lighting package on and they have a and they have a mirror and they're like oh my god like the aliens <laughs> yes. get such an incredible surge of self-worth yeah it's like a music box almost they turn yeah. it it opens it's a mirror yeah lights are off yeah and then second two seconds later boom now they're boom. hot yeah, and you and you two are there with like bounce boards, and I think yeah, Caleb's holding a, a microphone. I'm not sure why, because but there's some sort of audio component. The microphone's for me. I'm gonna yeah. say. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this Christina inclusion. Christina Aguilera, you are beautiful. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. I'm shy. Do you guys want to know the, a story about that? Sorry about Christina Aguilera's beautiful for a second. Go. More than anything. Um. The, I once was at like a party that where she was performing. Uh, there was like a surprise performance, and and I, and so Daryl, my husband, and I went up to the the front of the stage. He's more that person where he was like, "It's probably gonna be someone big. We should just be waiting for them so that there's not like a, a bum rush or whatever." So we're waiting, and it's fucking Christina Aguilera. So he was right, and um, and she sang beautiful and of course i was like front row just like singing every word with her like full volume like right underneath her Mm -hmm. and then verse two hits and she passes me the mic oh and i did not know verse two 
Not as well as verse Sorry. one. <laughs> no, what happened? I just sort of. This is me on that date. I just sort of mumbled my way through it. And she immediately was like, nope, and grabbed the mic back. No, baby. She said, Mm-mm. thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. She did said, you get, yeah, don't Did you get the chance to like talk to her afterwards and explain? Absolutely not. Absolutely never. And I never will. <laughs> what do you think after after that Christina comes out, goes to the front row and says, hey, I just wanted to touch base about what happened. Yeah, before. can we circle back? <laughs> Have you never completed hey, the song? Um, yeah. <laughs> Were you a plant to embarrass me that I gave you the mic? <laughs> Were you a plant? I just want to, I'm, I'm not asking to embarrass you. I'm just asking so that I don't make the same mistake again. Yeah. Because I do this in shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you, Zoe... In the iconic, historic, well-documented feud between J-Lo and Mariah Carey, are you Team J-Lo? Absolutely. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. How about you? Is there a feud? Oh, yeah. I mean, all those videos of Mariah Carey being like, I don't know her, that's all about (laughs) J-Lo. Oh. (laughs) That reminds me of the Victorious ones. The Ariana Grande, Victoria Justice drama. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Have you ever seen that, Zoe? No. There's Ariana Grande was on a Nickelodeon show called Victorious. Right. Yeah. And there's all these, these, <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. And there's all these <laughs> interviews of the cast. And there's one of the questions is like, and it's very clear Victoria Justice has a problem with Ariana Grande. <laughs> like that's the undertone of the entire interview. And there's one question where they go, who's the most likely to break out into song? And it clips to like every single person responding and everyone's like, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande, Ariana, Ariana. And then it gets to Victoria Justice and she goes, I mean, I think we all sing. <laughs> yes. It's that one of is amazing. amazing interviews I've ever seen. Oh my God, I'm going to Google that the second this podcast is over. (laughs) I got to circle back to your answer on J-Lo and Mariah Carey and tell you that I'm on your side. I am on J-Lo's team, but I will say, if we're talking about who's winning the shade war of it all, Mm. Mariah Carey's winning. The shit she says or has said in interviews about (laughs) J-Lo is like, there's one clip where she's like calling into a new show. I don't know why they did this, (laughs) but they're like, uh, what do you think about JLo saying she gets eight hours of sleep a night? And Mariah's like, well, I usually only get three, but you know, singing's my whole thing and acting's more her thing. And if I had the luxury of not singing my own songs, I'd probably be getting a lot of sleep too. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Yes. It's like that, iconic. It, that's, that is iconic. And JLo this year, it wasn't great. The, the, the like sort of Beyonce ripoff. She sort of lost some points there, but she's the, J-Lo. I feel like. You including the lighting package on your record is giving aliens, to me in my head, two gifts. One is the gift of human perfection. Now you know what it looks like. J-Lo. <laughs> the second is advocating for yourself. Because when you right. go to a show and say, I will be bringing my own lights, that's J-Lo saying, I know what I need and want. That's right. <laughs> if if Mariah Carey won the Shade War with J-Lo, would you say Eminem won the Shade War with Mariah Carey oh with warning God. shots? Zoe, do you know about this? No. Zoe... Is this a spinoff podcast called Shade Wars? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm recording two episodes. Day. <laughs> Zoe, we'll have to send you oh my God. a song. Mariah Carey released Obsessed. I actually talked about this with Why someone last obsessed night. Obsessed with me. <laughs> obsessed by Mariah Carey about Eminem. Eminem released. The most devastating diss track. <laughs> Something that truly, every time, I've heard it countless times. Every time I listen to it, my jaw falls to the floor. Oh my how God. Truly just. How are the sex part? 
Tell Zoe the sex part. What, that he he nutted early and ejaculated prematurely and busted all over your belly and then you almost started hurling? Something, listen, girly, surely you don't want me to talk about how I nutted early because I ejaculated prematurely and bust all over your belly and you almost started hurling and said I was gross. Go get a towel, your stomach's curling, or maybe you... Yeah, <gasps> he, says, he says, if we didn't have sex, how come I came early? And then he says, he says, I bet you... He said, like, don't you dare say it isn't true because if I'm embarrassing me, I'm embarrassing you. Maybe you do. But if I'm embarrassing me, I'm embarrassing you. And don't you dare say it isn't true. As long as it's... <laughs> like, you're just like, what the fuck? Oh, how do you not know about this? Listen, Dude. girly. For surely you don't want me telling about... Yeah. That it. He also calls her girly, which... Okay. Oof. Um, <laughs> but he... Wow. It's crazy. I truly was talking about this last night. <laughs> That's such a dedication to a diss track to be willing to say, in order to take you down, I am willing to admit that I don't fuck good. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, he's like, you don't want to admit that we slept together. That's fine. I know that we did. And I'm willing to bury myself to prove this to you. And then he releases like parts of voicemails from her oh in the song. Oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah. When was this? God. Whenever Obsessed came out, like like months later. Oh seven oh eight somewhere around there. Wow. And it is. <laughs> Zoe, what would you do if someone released a diss track about you? <laughs> How would you respond? What will I do? Oh, let's manifest it. <laughs> How will I respond? Um. You know, I mean, I would I would like to respond with a track in return. I think that's always yes. a fun thing. Sort yes. of a, an, an eye for an eye. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, oof, one can only dream. <laughs> would, it, would it affect you? Because I've always said, if someone put out a diss track about me that was bad, it wouldn't bother me. But if it was good, <laughs> if they got, like, the shit that I don't like about me, you know what I mean? Oh, I thought you meant good production-wise. I would be devastated if it was, like, a bop. <laughs> I don't care if you, like, nail right. me down, but if I have to, like, kind of be like, wait a second. This is pretty I'm good. bummed out. But if it was a bop, it would also be kind of great, right? Because you'd, you're would you the muse. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be at the center of someone's world. I don't really care in what context. Yeah, if it's good or bad. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think... We've got your records all filled up. The only thing we have to ask you is one more question, which the records is... records are getting pretty full. What are you taking off full. the record? Yeah, what would you delete from humanity? And you don't have to say war... Famine, poverty. Poverty, any stuff like that. You can say something less intense if you want. Okay. From humanity? This is not personal? Yeah. What? It okay. can well, be. Yeah, you're part it of humanity. anything you want, really. Just what do you think aliens should never know about us? It's like so embarrassing that you're like, get it gone. Oh, I'd like to delete all texts I've written that have not received responses. Like, <laughs> which I, I have not deleted though. I know that that's also in my control. I could actually delete those <laughs> off my phone, but I like to just remember, just to remember, just as sort of like a constant yeah. reminder of, um, you know, the pain and suffering that is being a human. <laughs> And then if you ever reach out to them again, you get to look, you, you get to say, you you're, like, like, oh, you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Exactly where I mm-hmm. stand. Yeah. That doesn't Have happen ever- for me. I see them and I'm like, ah, let's give it one more shot. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, Zoe, sent a text that didn't get a response and then something happened in your life that that person then texted you? 
not about the thing you texted them, but a, a, a renewed conversation. Oh, absolutely. That, that has happened a number of times. <laughs> what do you do about it? How do you feel about that? I act like nothing has happened and I respond. <laughs> I respond like, thank you. So, you know, I'm like, I'm so grateful. Um, That's so brave of you. Would you prefer someone just ignore that that first text happened? Or do you want them to be like, never saw this and then go into their next thing? I prefer I never saw this. I prefer a so sorry. (laughs) Um, I prefer I prefer an acknowledgement of the pain (laughs) and suffering that has been inflicted on me. Yeah. um, And that will live in my body forever. Yes. But, you know, if they don't want to, too, I'm like, well, okay. You know, as long as (laughs) as long as there's something to sort of like relieve the pain but then generally those people i'll then respond like those people will like text again and i'll be like okay we're back and then i'll text and then i'll and then nothing you know (laughs) (laughs) i want i i would never have you say it on recording but i want you to just send me a list of every name phone number and address of these people i'm gonna handle it and we'll send something Are you going to send JLo's lighting package? Yeah, I'm going to, well, <laughs> no, I'm going to tell them like I'm sending Danny JLo's lighting, lighting package. package. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending Steve Bannon's lighting package. <laughs> yeah, we're, sending, we're sending something that they, and it's going to be labeled JLo's, J-Lo's lighting package. But it's going to be Steve what, Bannon's. But what they unwrap is something much more. It is just like a human <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I never did that because I grew up in Brooklyn, but I know people who grew, who grew up like leaving like human shits on people's doorsteps. That was like a thing in, in the suburbs. Do you know about this? We're well, from the suburbs. I've never done it, but I do know that it happened. I had a friend in high school who um, the big thing was if someone wronged you, you could be like, and I'll change her name. You could be like, hey, Justine, I need you to go piss on this person's car for me. And she would do it. <laughs> that was her big, that was like, she only did it for close friends though. She would like, she was piss like on the high school fixer. I love that. <laughs> I want to be Justine, like now. Yeah, but there was a thing of like you shit in a bag, you put that on a doorstep, you light that on fire. Right. That's right. That, that was, was the deal. Because Classic. then you'd have to put the fire out, step in shit. That's <sighs> the big prank of it all. Right. Yeah. So good. The prank isn't the bag of shit. The nope. prank they, they is the stepping in. in. <laughs> and they're disgusting for that. <laughs> I've always wondered, are people shitting in bags? Because that's mortifying. To to shit in a bag is horrific. So are they doing that right. or are they getting like dog shit off the lawn yard? I think Justine is doing it. There's a Justine in every community. <laughs> yes. Every com- well, shitting if you're lucky. in bags. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. If your community should be so lucky. <laughs> Everyone has a, a local angel who shits in bags for those who need it. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's one of those things that we're looking to endorse more in, in communities. Yeah. Yeah, Zoe, definitely. What do you you have a you have a movie coming out? The craft is already out. What mm-hmm. do you want to send people off with? Like, what? Sh- where can they follow you? What should they be looking out for? Oh, um, they can follow me on you know all the social media platforms. Um, but yeah, how it ends will be coming out hopefully to a streamer um, this spring. So keep an eye out and check out the craft legacy. It's uh, it's available on on the Apple TV. or whatever on demand it's available on amazon prime you know all the things it's out Um, there baby and get ready for my um my disc track in response to (laughs) yeah um, we're gonna write you one don't we're gonna put one out about you okay yeah Yeah, if you guys could do it 
then that would be great. It'll yeah. be hard because we're big fans, but we'll conjure. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk to some of your enemies. If you when could, you get yeah. us that list yeah. of people who've not responded to your texts, we'll get a list of things that they don't like about you, and, and then, we'll, then we'll come back with a distract. Perfect. perfect. We don't have negative things to say. We'll, we'll find people that do. But we'll find them. Awesome. <laughs> we'll find I'm some I'm so negative. glad. Yeah. Yeah. Just do, start doing that work in 2021. Absolutely. I think we've had enough positivity in 2020, and now it's time for some negativity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Insurrection and army hammers, cannibalism. It's been too <laughs> yeah. good. It's, all, it's too good, you know? Yeah, we need to bring it down a notch. We had a really good start, and now it's Yeah, fine. now we're going to start lighting shit on various, <laughs> you know... Doorsteps. Da- do- <laughs> doorsteps of, of ghosters, of contemporary ghosters of Zoe Lister-Jones. <laughs> Zoe, thank you so thank much you for being on. so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. You're literally an iconic guest. We struggle <laughs> to think of someone that we were more excited to have on. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me, and I'll talk to you guys in a year. Okay, see you next year. That was a HeadGum Original.